Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, welcome to the SCG Podcast, where we speak to business owners, entrepreneurs, people in fitness and wellness to continually grow our perspective on business and health. Today, I have Eddie Torres here. He has been a good friend of mine for the past 10, 12 years, previously owning and operating his own CrossFit gym and coaching for the last eight. So hopefully today we all learn something. Hey, what's going on, Eddie? Mr. Day Day, how we doing, brother? How you doing? Good, good. Everything's right on your side? Pretty good, man. Definitely on the opposite side of where you're at, but kind of calm right now with despite all the crazy things that are happening in our lives, but yeah. pretty Almost. calm, pretty calm. What about over there? It's raining like we're in Seattle. It's raining, huh? Well, yeah. it's that season, brother. You got that storm coming. Yeah, no, it's it's stupid. I, you can't oh, even man. enjoy your day. Yeah, yeah, it's a different rain. It's funny because when I came out here, I got a lot of that. Oh, it rained so much, and I'm like, guys, I'm from South Florida. You guys don't know. You you don't know rain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a little different though, because it's like it's not it's it's not it's that little constant drizzle in the in the winter months, and so it's like, you know, it can get annoying, but. We rarely have like a thunderstorm or like a really hard rain or anything like that. Definitely nothing like Florida. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was supposed to be out there this week, so you know, this is my little taste of uh, the West <laughs> Coast. You know, this is as close as you're gonna get to it. Yeah, yeah. For now, for now. So yeah, uh, hopefully. I, I mean, I got plans of maybe possibly going down there next month uh, if, uh, if things are pretty calm and you know, depending on what the situation is. I want to make a little trip down there, like middle of July. Oh, you're gonna drive? No, no, no. I'm, okay. uh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, driving's for the birds. What is that? A yeah, 26 I hour? 
No, it was probably like 48-hour drive. No, man, that took me a week. Okay. I mean, no, you can, you can, if you drove straight through and stopped very, very little, like it, it might be like a three-day drive. I don't okay. think, I don't think you can do it in two days. Yeah. I mean, I mean, unless you're on 600 milligrams of caffeine every day. But <laughs> that's the only <laughs> Drinking monsters. Out. Yeah. No sleep. Okay. Right. Well, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> so what are you up to now? I, uh, I do believe that you're, you've been doing uh, some training. Oh yeah. Since we last talked, uh, yep. Yeah, it's uh, getting in there, you know, it's uh, first few weeks in, uh, as you start out with the, with the programming, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like a build up to all, to the things that are, it goes by cycles and blocks. And so it's a very first uh, block of the training. So it's a lot of volume, but nothing heavy, uh, nothing super, super high intensity just okay. yet. So You're building the efforts. Right, right. There's a lot of endurance building and uh, and strength building, of course. It's always in there, but that's, that takes time. And But today was actually a recovery day for me, so I was able to get in touch with you and talk today. So I had to work. I had to do some training, but as a recovery. So things are a little bit different on recovery days. It's, uh, it's staying active. You're moving. You're uh, getting blood flow through the body and right. getting the heart rate just a little bit up, but not not you know let the body recuperate and ready to kick ass tomorrow yeah uh what got you involved into fitness well um it goes back it's kind of like i've always been involved in fitness like my whole life even since i was a kid because i always wanted to play a sport it okay. was uh it was always a, a thing of me that that I just couldn't get it out of my my mind that I, either I wanted to play baseball or I want to play football or I want to play basketball or but because my parents didn't have the necessary funds to because it's expensive you know like oh, putting a kid through baseball is you know you know yeah. it's it's expensive man and I just was never really able to stick to anything and so um what really did it for me was after my dad had passed away, uh, just looking for that outlet, you know, it right. was, uh, the gym was the only thing that I could see myself channeling my negative energy that I had towards the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I had to figure out an outlet and always being physical and always using my body for everything that I do. It's very, I, even as a kid, I could not sit still. Like I'm always, you know, you call it ADHD if right. you want, but, but it, to me, it's more of having just higher energy levels and I could just never sit still, but yeah. So you um, found something productive to do instead of destructive. Exactly. I was able to channel that, that, that negative energy that I had built up inside of me and use it towards there's a lot of it too. It was kind of like my dad passing away was like a breaking point for me of turning into what I was as a boy into a man. Like that was, it took that for me to see the world differently. And so all the things that had happened in my past as a kid, you know, the slight bits of bullying here and there, the constant move from one location to another and having to find new friends and just the bulk of all these things that I had built up here I am, I'm 17, my dad dies, and start hitting the weights, you know, and 
it was uh it definitely turned into something positive i mean look where i'm at today you know right but but that truly is what got me into fitness was already being part of always being physical my whole life it just took a it t- and i hate to say it because it, it's the truth but my dad's passing is uh i always look at it as a positive thing for myself because it was sort of of a sacrifice that had to be done in order for my life to change because right. if if not i would have i don't know where i'd be right now yeah, you would have stayed on the same path of doing you know the regular everyday things hanging out or whatever it would have been yeah i mean back then we were just exactly that i mean i remember a few months before my dad had passed away i had just gotten into the car accident right. and went to jail for that night and got the dui and all that that was right around that time period and it's funny how i went from that my dad passes and then sometimes it takes a tragedy to, to propel you into a uh something positive right and it's you know one side of you tells you man you shouldn't think of it like that because it's kind of like well you know your poor dad you know and of right. course i'm like i i, I would have never wanted my dad to pass but there's there's you we can look at death in different perspectives in different ways and honestly we're all gonna go at some point right right no absolutely one of the things i always say is is uh sometimes people have to pass like okay you'll have a grandmother a grandfather they'll pass away and then there's a new life that is brought on you know and that happens a lot in families it's like my abuela my my grandmother Gigi, you know she would pass and then you have a new nephew or you know a little cousin that's coming and it's like oh, i wish they could be here but at the same time that's that's a thing of life you know totally and that's so that's really the 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 motivation for me was the cuz you know it, you get motivated to do something at first and you get excited right but for me it was like that's it wasn't a motivation it was a it was a it was a way to get a it was a an outlet right a way to get away from everything and channel my my mindset onto something positive. So it, most people they start the gym up and they start they have a goal and set in their minds and they and and they get motivated to do just that. For me, it was like a switch. It was a new switch that I turned on in my brain and it turned into a ritual overnight. It was you know there was not a uh, that's a funny thing that like fitness for me wasn't a there was no motivational start for me to just say all right i'm gonna start going to the gym it was weird very very strange the way it all happened but you know 10 years later here i am now so so was there somebody that uh motivated you or influenced you to actually get into this or did you just start like how did that all come about well like i just said you know it 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 happened uh, naturally for me because I was looking for that outlet and then uh, I started out as a just going to the gym and practicing basic compound movements like your bench press your deadlift your squat right, right, right. you know just your normal uh, powerlifting style was was the direction I was I, I don't I never considered myself as a powerlifter but it was as a hobbyist right. and I would throw in some bodybuilding stuff because the thing is for me was bodybuilding always interested me because it takes a very 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 disciplined regimen to stick to it and do it right 
But I was always more on performance. I, I cared more about how much I lifted versus what I looked like or what I looked like I could lift, right? So, right. But I cared a little bit, so I w- that's why I would still throw in my bodybuilding stuff here and there. But I started out basically just as a power lifter, and, and what, what got me going and ke- keep me in that motivational mindset to just kind of like – because I don't call it motivation. I call it discipline. For me, it's, it's more of a discipline. Right. And what did it for me was guys like Elliot Hulse, C.T. Fletcher, okay. these old school YouTube stars that now they're, you know, they're, they're now there's one they're YouTube stars. But back then they had, YouTube had just started right. kind of getting its recognition now, back then. You watching, know what I, mean? I remember watching those videos with you. Yeah, you remember. You got to watch, you got to watch this guy. Watch him pick up these weights. <laughs> yes. And so like I would watch uh, Elliot Hulse a lot because he, he would put out these series of, uh, deadlift correctly and squat correctly and how to so you know not having a coach not having a trainer or nothing like that he was my coach he was my trainer and not only that he became a really strong powerful mentor for me in a way because since my dad had passed away and I'm sort of was I was entering the realm of becoming a man but now the person that was in charge of doing it was gone. wasn't there anymore yeah. You know what I mean? And so Elliot became almost like that father figure to me. Okay. And, you know, it, it was that that's what really kept me going because I would get on there, I'd watch his videos, and then from there I'd apply what I learned into into my fitness, right? So deadlift properly, how to lift more weight, how to do this, how to do that. But then he also had a lot of other things that got into spiritualism and holistic health and using plant medicines. And right. that also really intrigued me also, like, to be able to combine high intensive training, but also combine that with a balanced nature of holistic health and proper eating and nutrition mm. and meditation and bioenergetics and things of that nature. So now that's question, really what got me all. Is Elliot, is he a CrossFitter or is he a weightlifter? Ah, Elliot. Elliot always considers himself a strong man. Okay. And strong man is like the strong man competitors oh, right. that, which I, it's funny cause I call strong man, the CrossFit for the big guys. <laughs> cause we, uh, you do everything in CrossFit. CrossFit is a, is a, is a compound or is a, is a complex combination of movements that involve gymnastics, strong man, Olympic lifting, powerlifting, endurance movements such as biking, rowing, swimming, running, jump roping. So we combine all these different modalities in fitness and we train them and we compete in them to find the fittest overall athlete. So Elliot has always been considered himself a strongman, although he has done other things. He's done powerlifting. He has done CrossFit. He actually loves CrossFit. He he thinks it's... uh, it's a very good uh, training regimen for people who who are usually short on time and want to get healthy and strong and fit. Right. But anyways, going back to Elliot, um, that's really his thing. And then after that, he considers himself a strength a strength coach. So his main thing is is uh is strength. And like he always says, his slogan is uh, creating the strongest version of yourself. 
So that that goes through everything that he does from fitness to mindset and the list goes on. I mean, the guy's a the guy's a a, a game changer, man. He's he's really put in a lot of work over the last few years and it, it really it's exciting to see where what he's done, where he's gotten and to to know that I've kind of followed behind his footsteps in a way cuz he's really the one that's influenced a lot of what I do today. So it's been a blessing to to have found him honestly. No, I agree. We all we all need somebody that we can, you know, not ex- exactly look up to, but I mean, you saw him as a father figure, but you know, you need somebody that you can see as an example of of doing something great and then you can then go out and achieve that also. So, is he the reason why you got into CrossFit training and became a CrossFit trainer or how did you get into that portion? Oh, that's a that's a good one cuz um CrossFit came into my life, and that's what I do now uh, as a like trying to be as a as a competitor. And it's my it's what I do now. I don't do anything but that as far as training goes. Um, what got me into CrossFit though was I don't know if you remember, but you I'm sure you remember Chunky Eddie. Yeah, of course. Um, there was a time in my life there where the what I was doing was purposeful i had a reason behind it because i followed how strongman and power lifters ate and what needed to be done to get to those levels um but i think it was around the time that i was 21 okay yeah i was no i was 22 i just turned 22 and i was looking for a way to become something in my life i didn't i didn't know what what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do, because I was just still working a regular job. And I remember uh, I was training Anthony, because that's another thing, because at the end of the day, I consider myself a coach above all. I, I'm i an athlete, but I'm a, I'm a coach first uh, and an athlete second. And the reason why I say that is because you, you can't be an athlete for the rest of your life. Right. Coaching is a, is a lifelong career. Coaching is a career that I can go really well into my 60s and 70s and be okay doing it. Right. Um, but as an athlete, yeah, you got that. You it, got that uh, shelf life. Exactly. There's a. There's a. And w- it's funny because in CrossFit, as a competitor, the divisions continue because uh, as a professional status, my goal is 35 to 39, which is the first masters division. Okay. And that would be like the, my professional status as an athlete, but that's my goal is to get to that level, compete those four years, and then done. As far as competing, that's over with because that way I can concentrate fully on my coaching and all that. Um, but what got me into crossfitting at first was what am I going to do with my life? Who do I want to be? Well, I wanted to get into the military. Okay. And when I had gone to the recruiter's office, they were like, "Yeah, you're about thirty pounds overweight." So I was like, "Crap, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta lose all this weight now." So the quickest way I thought I would be able to do it would be to incorporate just some running in my routine. And then it's funny because the person who told me to try out CrossFit was actually Margarita, my girlfriend. Okay, she, she had, was doing it. She was doing it. She was doing CrossFit, and I remember I used to talk shit about it. I was like, we all do. Everybody that doesn't know CrossFit 
will talk shit about it, especially from the weightlifting atmosphere. Not so much anymore, but back then it was it was it was, it was very. New. Well, CrossFit started in in, in two thousand one. That's that's the funny thing. CrossFit began in two thousand one. In the first ten years of it, it was a strength and conditioning program that was designed for military and for police officers and first responders. Um, and then slowly it became what it is today. The first CrossFit Games was actually in 2008, which was held in Aromas, California. And back then, we're talking, there was like maybe 100 athletes or something like that. And right. it was a very small little tiny thing. And uh, it grew into what it is now. Um, but yeah, she's the one that got me into it. And I was like, you know what? Let me go check this out. Let me go see what this is all about. Right. So CrossFit Key West, which was the one that I had started out at, that was back there behind my mom's job, if you remember, when she worked at Bell's. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had right a, there. They were working out in the alley pretty much. Yeah, it was, it was in the back of that whole complex. And so I remember I walked in, and already with the mindset of what I'm getting ready to, to see, right, I'm thinking a bunch of body weight, cardio bull crap that I don't want to do, right? But I'm like, well, this is the only way for me to get into that shape for me to become what I want. Because I wanted to go special forces. I wanted to do all kinds of stuff in the right, military. Yeah, no, running guns. So, yeah, exactly. So I was like, I got to get in shape for this. And I remember walking in, and I remember Josue. Josue was a regional athlete, and he never made it to the games, but he did make a professional status as far as his – for where he was at at the time period. And I remember walking in and this guy has like, a, he had like 200 something pounds over his head and he was dropping it to the floor. And the dude was massive and jacked. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like, what the fuck is this? All right. Who's this beast? Like this, this guy looked like some dude off a freaking magazine cover. Like the old, like, like if you want to look, if yours a certain way a man wants to look, that's it right there. I was like, holy shit. And I remember Alex, the owner of the gym, he's walking out from the back office. He's like, hey, buddy, how's it going? And I was like, hey, I just kind of wanted to get some information about um, about what what's what this is all about. You know, I don't know too much about it. And we, we chatted for about 30 minutes, and he had let me know the price. And it was like $135 a month. And I was oh, like, wow. I was like, whoa. I don't know if I can afford that. You know, I could, but when you first hear that, you're kind of like, "Well, why would I shot. spend? Yeah, uh, why would I? Why would I spend that much money into working out when I can just go to Body Zone, right, and pay no, next to nothing?" Right. But then he started getting into, "Yeah, but you had to believe. We teach you. Well, we teach you. That's the difference. We teach you things." And I'm like. Well, is there a way that I can maybe, because uh, I really couldn't afford it at the time. I was really only working a part-time job. And I was like, is there a way that I can kind of like substitute it by like helping out here or something? Because I'm like, I've always kind of wanted to do some personal training or something. I wouldn't mind getting into it. I mean, I don't know if that's something that, that I could possibly do here. He goes, no, nah, man, um, if you want, I mean, I need somebody to clean if you want to like help out and clean every night. You know, and I and I won't charge your membership. That's a solid start. And that's how it started, man. I got in, and 
like they say, I drank the Kool-Aid, bro. All right. So, <laughs> and and so, they tra- turned into a monster. <laughs> <laughs> so is uh, how do you want to start the business? Because I know that, you know, you started there. Now you're telling me that, you, you, you know, you started cleaning for, you know, trade for membership, for which I, I had no idea you even did that. I, I applaud you for that one. So, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it started. How did you get into actually owning your own business eventually? Well, because uh, that's the thing. I, I opened my own CrossFit gym, and that was a – I was a uh, – the first year at CrossFit Key West was an amazing experience to the point where – as to why I'm not in the military. I found what I wanted to do. I, I The first few months – very shy doing workouts and learning and but he had a crossfit level one book which was the first certification to get uh into coaching and i would read that thing man and i just started how i am and when i get on something bro i get obsessive about it and it just it like i said i turned into a monster the first six months i wasn't uh coaching or nothing i was just helping out and cleaning and then i remember aaron who was the head coach at the time he uh, had asked me if, because I remember there was like a big class, and I told him, I was like, hey, look, I'll step out of the class. I'll do the next class if you want. I can help you out. I mean, I'm not a coach. He's like, no, man, I really appreciate that. If you want to like maybe just kind of hang out with this group over here and watch them, you know, while, while we're working out. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And just, you know, and so Aaron introduced the class to me, and they say, hey, look, guys, I, I, Eddie's going to be my assistant today for the big class. So if you guys got any questions, ask Eddie. He he knows. He knows a lot about this workout. Right. So that was like my first little in, in, induction in there. You know, I started out like that. That's where you started. And then, and then uh, one thing led to another. I got my certification, and I started coaching. Yeah. How, what goes into that whole certification? Is it how many hours? What do you – what do you – what does it entail? Because, you know – All right. So CrossFit has – well, CrossFit has several across the board, has several certifications across the board. Okay. Uh, but in order to coach, in order to open up your own CrossFit facility, like to, because you got to remember CrossFit is a, is a, is a patented name, right? So it's a franchise. Mm-hmm. There's a fee you pay yearly that goes to CrossFit and you utilize the name, but you can have, Anything. You can have a little garage. You can have a little studio. You can have anything. But in order for you to say that you're teaching CrossFit, you have to have the franchise. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay the fee. But with a CrossFit Level 1 certification and the fee, you can open up your own gym. Now, uh, the first level, the L1, it's called the CrossFit Level 1 course. That one you need, if I'm not mistaken, uh, don't quote me on this one, but I think if I believe, because it's been a long time, it's already been five years. But No, I hear you. Uh, I think it, it was 600 hours. Okay. 600 coaching hours. You needed 600 coaching hours. Okay. Uh, shadow shadow coaching, because that's, that's the thing. When you're, when you're trying to get your level one certification, you shadow coach another level one or a level two, because there's four levels. Right. You shadow another coach. For, and then they count those hours accumulative as your credential hours. Okay. And then you go to the seminar. It's a two-day seminar. And they go over the nine foundational movements, which are your squats, your overhead squat, your front squat, and your air squat. 
Then you have your presses, which is your strict press, shoulder press, uh, push press, and push jerk. And then the last three are your medicine ball clean. They've changed it around, but when I went, it was a medicine ball clean, the uh, sumo deadlift high pull, and the uh, muscle up. Okay. And so those were the nine foundational movements that they teach. You take a test at the end, you pass the test, and then you get your certification. But the first one's the easiest one. Then you got level two level th- and level three. I think level four, they took away and combined it with the level three. So in reality, I think there's only three levels. But the level three is like the high and almighty of all the cross certifications. And I believe, I think it's 3% of coaches own a level three certification, if I'm not mistaken. Of all the CrossFit coaches that have certs, I think only 3% of them have a level three. It's a very, very difficult one to attain. Yeah, it's a very low percentage. Yeah, and it's a, it's very, very, the, the, the the, the training for it and the testing for it is, it's, it goes really, really in depth in functional movement. And although we're not spending four years in a college getting a kinesiology degree right. or an exercise physiology degree, it uses a lot of components. And the idea is because of the nature of how it's programmed, like from when, when CrossFit's done right and you have a, a you have a, a good coach because a good coach is not a coach that will that can teach you the, the the best way to squat. That's not what makes a good coach. What makes a good coach is a person that can be relatable. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing about coaching. If I can't if I can't be your friend, right? right. If Data if Data comes to my class and I can't get him on my side and get him right. to like me, you gotta be believable. Right. You got to be believable. You got to be a people person. And then you can teach somebody something. And so that's like the biggest step that most trainers miss. It's and CrossFit really pushes that they push the community and relationship before above all else. Uh, Ben Bergeron owns CrossFit New England. And it's one of the very first CrossFit gyms that had uh, started back in the day and he's actually i mean he's bred some serious competitive athletes out of that gym but his whole slogan is we're not in the fitness industry we're in the relationship industry right and that's why crossfit has made such an impact in people's lives because of that because the certifications are one thing uh, and 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 they're needed right but you have but you gotta be. You have to have a. There's a certain personality that goes with it, and if you don't have it, you're just not gonna really do very well in the in in the career. You might like it a lot, but I've seen it. I've seen people that try really hard, but not many are born with that niche of. of... I read one time like the difference between a coach and a teacher. There's a big difference. Right. A coach is a teacher 100% of the time, but not. A teacher is not a coach 100% of the time because you can go and teach 
a thousand people something. Right now, I can go and teach a thousand people two plus two equals four. Right. Because I'm teaching it to you. I'm telling you what it is. I'm lecturing it to you. Therefore, you're grasping the information and you got it. But coaching is me getting in there with you. And you can't coach a thousand people at one time. No, it's hands on. Exactly. And that's what makes that's what really makes this so so wonderful and 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 uh and what what why it changes people's lives because they really get that you know how it is you walk into a gym and you get that feeling of unease right because people are looking at you it feels weird but not in a crossfit gym man a crossfit gym is the minute you step foot in there it's a welcoming atmosphere everybody people want you there and then what's crazy is started with you well, yeah, it's true because I remember when you first started with me. Yeah, and I couldn't do it. But let me go ahead and bring you back in to what made you want to start your business. Well, right, the gym closing, man. CrossFit Key West closes down um, about three years in, right at the peak of when I was doing really well at the gym. Uh, something had happened where Aaron, the head coach. He left, and I took his place as head coach. Okay. And things were really good, but then one of the biggest mistakes that were that had happened and was was really the the cause of the breakdown of the gym was Alex moving, uh, the the owner of the gym at the time. Alex moved to Miami and. We're, we're from Key West, and we know that Miami's not too far. But if you're going to own a business that's based on relationships and you're three hours away, right. it's not that's not feasible, right? Yeah. So, Well, that also sounds lit- like you didn't have a, a, a solid foundation with coaches and everything else where he could ha- have it run without him there. Well, that's that's that was the idea. The idea was we he had sat me down and we talked and he his idea was I'm going to go away. I'm going to leave you as head coach in charge. Um and we have the two other coaches that are there. And I feel like we can do this because he wanted to open up a second location um somewhere in the Keys. Like, I think he wanted to do Isla Marauder or something like that. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, the idea of, of all of that, like what you just said, it was there. We talked about it. It was there. So he goes, and but little by little, his motivation for the gym was actually declining. He would show up to the gym less often. He was. He, it got to the point where he would come down once a month. Yeah. Um, no, I don't worry. Not, and... Things were breaking, nothing was getting fixed, nothing was getting uh, exchanged or, you know, replaced. Uh, and I was still getting paid $15 an hour. You know, I'm running the business, I'm programming workouts, I'm cleaning the gym, right. I'm doing all these things. And Basically and the shop com- owner. Yeah, and, completely, and to be completely honest, I started getting bitter. I really did because there were moments where people, members are getting unhappy because of certain situations and they're looking at me like it's my fault, you know, because I'm the face of the gym. And when I would present him with a problem, he'd just brush it off like it was nothing. And I'm kind of like, well, here I am stuck in the middle. 
after a couple arguments and heated talks and threats of possibly closing the gym down and all these things, I show up to the gym one day. I pulled up in my scooter, which that was a big sacrifice, man. I, I had my – remember my first uh, Kia that I had, my first car? Yeah, you hated Kia. And then – yeah, and remember when I when I got the scooter afterwards? Right. The reason why was because I couldn't afford the payments for the car anymore. Nah. I was putting in so much work into the gym and not getting paid enough. I had to, I had to um, let it go. Well, yeah, I had to let the car. Luckily, my brother took over the payments for my niece for Janelle. So they took over the payments, so I didn't lose out on my credit or anything, but I had to go get a scooter, so I got a scooter. So I pull up in the, to the gym on the scooter, and I notice already, you know, you know when something's up, right? You got, you, got, you got a funny feeling of something happening. It's, 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 it's in your mind. It's in your, it's in your gut. Right. And I noticed that we had four of the big tires outside, the tires that you flip. We had four of them outside. And two of them were gone. There was only two left. And I'm like, what the hell? As I open up the doors, bro, the whole gym gutted. This was on a Sunday morning. On Sunday mornings at 9 a.m., we had a yoga class. And that was the only thing that was done on that day. From 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. was an hour of yoga. And that's it, right? So I would go there to open the gym up at 8.30 and do the yoga class at 9, and then I'd close the gym up at 10, right? This was this was on a Sunday morning at 8.30-something. I get there to the gym, and at our, and about five minutes, like around 8.45, I get an email from him saying a long email about what I was getting ready to encounter when I walked to the gym. He had come the night before from, with a U-Haul with a bunch of his buddies from Miami. They loaded up the truck. And they closed the gym down, and he without went telling anybody, without telling anybody, without you know. And it's funny because even if he were to listen to this someday, and because I've never spoken to with him again, right. we've never talked again. It, it's it's been six years now. It was like poof, man. Like that man just disappeared from my life, and it's fine. Um. A lot of anger, a lot of anguish in the beginning, uh, but I also kind of just I've let it go, and I and I wish him the best, honestly. And if he, like I said, if he were to hear this, if I if if we were having this conversation five years ago, I'd be calling him every single name in the book. Right. But now I, I, I'm a different person, and, and yeah, and. I remember that's what ended up getting me to open up the gym because that day people were showing up to, for the yoga class and they just, they're walking into a gym with me on the, on the floor in tears, man. I was crying, bro. Cause I was like, I, I've not only have I lost my job, but this is my, this is my thing, man. This is my, this is all I know. All right. You, you live for it. Yeah, and people were walking in, and don't worry, Eddie, everything's gonna be all right. We're gonna we're gonna try and and maybe open up another one, or you should try to do that, or because there was CrossFit Mile Zero, the other CrossFit gym, right? Which that has its own story. With you know, we can get on that on another day because that's that's a that's a separate story. <laughs> but um, 
I refused to do that. I was like, no, you know what? I love CrossFit Model Zero. I love Craig. I love everybody over there, but I'm going to try and do this. I'm going to see if I can really do this. So pulled out a loan from the bank, opened up the business, and it was fueled by pride and fueled by anger, which was my biggest mistake. Mm. You know, I, I never put much thought into it. I Here I am. Because one of the first things I said from the beginning when I first opened up the gym, I'm not here to make money. Yeah. I already had I already had engraved that into the universe. Well, how old were you when you when you decided that you were gonna do this? Oh man, this was this was already I was twenty twenty five. Okay. I'm twenty nine now, yeah. So yeah. twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, because I had it for two years, so. And it's been close for two years now. Yeah, yeah, close to. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's it, it'll be closed. It's been closed for a year. Mm-hmm. At the end of July, it, it it'd be officially a year that it's been closed. No, yeah, um, yep. So I actually, so when I was 26, that's when I opened up the gym. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to put in perspective of about how to start something while you're young and then try it out. But what made you want to close after that? Cause you said you well, had it. So the thing was, is that, like I said, that, you know, it was fueled by pride, fueled by anger and vengeance and all this. And, you know, here I am, I open up the gym, I get help from all areas, man. I mean, people were creating a GoFundMe page. We were working out outside in the park while I was doing all the stuff. And finally, boom, we opened up the gym. As soon as I opened up the gym, September 1st, what did we have that year, man? September 1st? Oh, Hurricane? September, Hurricane Irma. Yeah. Hurricane Irma came a week later, bro. I opened up the freaking gym, Hurricane Irma. So then I didn't really officially open until like November. November was the official reopening of the gym. So already I was on a downhill because... The money that I had originally planned to save to have in case of an emergency had to be used for September and October's rent without having members. You would think I would get a break from the landlord. Didn't happen. Right. No, nobody cares. It's all about money. Yeah, man. It was was a very tough situation. So I hung on, did it. I coached all the hours. I did all the programming, and then... Eventually, bro, it just got to me to where I was just kind of on this, like, downhill of between stress. I mean, I had sleepless nights because I didn't have enough members, and the money was just enough to get me by. I did it for the year, and I almost told myself, you know what, I'm done. But then I said, let's try one more year. Tried another year. Didn't happen. And all this time... The, the the want of wanting to get out of my hometown, out of Key West, and experience something new was just simmering in the background, right? And and it's almost like I had to go through the phase of having that business because I will be honest, it was an experience just like how my father's passing was. It was an experience I needed in my life because not only did it humble me down, but I learned so much from people to from how people are right. to what can you expect from a business 
And it really gave me a good resume, man, because now whenever I go to a gym and, I, and, and I'm trying to get hired, it's like, oh, you owned the gym for two years, so you know what it's like. There's a difference between hiring a coach that was already a member in the gym because most coaches are actually long-term members of a gym. Right. It's very rare that you get an outsider to get it. To, to, you have to be really good at what you're doing to hire an outsider that doesn't know the community to be accepted by the community. Cause it all goes back to that. Here you go. you got this guy we've never met before. He's going to start coaching classes. Who the hell is him? Who the hell is he? Yeah. And so that's why I say that, that the experience was a much needed one to propel, to basically propel me to where I'm at today. I remember Craig, man, Craig told me one time, uh, he, he was part owner of CrossFit mile zero. He's a, he's a police officer now. But uh, he had told me, Cross the Key West was your launching pad, bro. Never look at Cross the Key West and what happened with Alex. Never look at that as, as a negative thing, bro, because right. that launched you to owning your own gym, mm -hmm. which now launched you to where you are at now. Right. It's like it all goes back to my father, man. My father's passing was, was the – to the this point in my life – yeah, well, everything, man. Every the way I look at life, just, just everything. Uh, I, I still kick myself in the ass for not going into the military and doing the spec ops because I really wanted to do it. Yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't in my time period. It wasn't for me. I have. I have a different mission in this life. You know. I feel yeah. like I, I really have found what I love to do and, not to. Humble brag, right? I guess a little bit is okay, but. I feel proud of myself that I was able to travel across the freaking country and started one gym, not like it there, go to another one and be and, and, and be have been accepted by both. Right. But it's a blessing that I that because of my knowledge and my experiences that I can literally just say, you know what? I'm ready to get out of this location right. and try out this location and all I gotta do is just put in a resume. It speaks for itself. Right. You they meet the me. Work. Yeah, man, I've put in that work for the last 10 years, and between the mindset and just all the experiences, it's like, uh, it's it's a blessing, man. I really have, which goes back to, like, the whole thing of, like, when I first got out friends. here. Right, yeah. When I first got out here about wanting to switch careers and all that, I look back at that now, I'm kind of like, man, that was a stupid way of thinking back then because, I, I my craft I've mastered my craft I mastered it 100 percent of course not it's, right. it's, a, it's a lifelong journey but I'm very far into it like it's like a marathon race and I'm already 15 miles into the 26.2 miles and now Absolutely. I'm deciding to stop and go and turn back you no, got the experience you got you got those notches on your belt so totally what where is this going to take you now like are you starting another business? Is there something else that you want to do off of these experiences? How did this how did this part of your journey get you into the next part of life that you want to you want to pursue? Well, um it still goes back to being an athlete, right? right. I I'm back in that I, I'm back in that place, it's it's weird because I, I did like a full circle. I feel myself back where I was 
that first year of CrossFit Key West, remember when I had told you that it was such a great first year? All right. I feel like I'm there again, where I'm part of a great community, and all I'm doing is coaching, and I'm not stressed out about the business side of things, right. although I do ha I do play a role in it, but he has his people to do certain different things. So my only thing I have to do right now is, is, is coach and be the best person that I can be. So it gives me time to train again, to focus on my nutrition, no. to focus on my recovery. So I'm gonna be honest, man, like right now, you're back in the love my, part. Yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of like going mm. back to where I was as if it, like I'm back in that place, but with a with a much more mature mindset. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like I've, get, I've been given a second chance. I'm like, yes, I got a second chance. I'm, I'm much more mature now, much more level headed and clear headed. I know what I want. I know what I what I want and I and I know my boundaries and I know what I don't want. Therefore, it's time to put in the work. So right. for now, the next five years, my goal is alongside my training for because it's my training for, for competitions are gonna be for the most part, they're gonna be in the dark. I'm gonna do competitions. You're gonna see me you're gonna see posts of me working out, you're gonna see a post of me doing a, a competition and and we'll be talking about those things but all of that is a foundation that i'm building to really push forth the ultimate goal which the ultimate goal is creating a brand for a youtube channel podcast right a training program for people that want to follow one and follow what i do apparel it's solid. That's you want to be your own brand. Right, right. I'm trying to create like this character, right? I'm, I'm, I'm this, I'm this very fit individual who's also a coach, who's got the experience of competitions and has possibly, fingers crossed, with hard work and dedication, make that professional status as a CrossFit athlete, which will then will fuel. These other things that I want to do because I'm also going to be working on all those things alongside with with the other. So it goes, they go both hand in hand. So the next five years is going to be that, right? Because from the age of 35 to 39, those four years are going to be hopefully my peak of my competitions. So that way, by the time the decade is over and right around the time I'm 40, I can retire as an athlete. As, well, as a professional athlete, right, and focus on the brand a hundred percent, right. Yeah, because you still got That's... so much of your life left over after that. Totally, totally, and it's funny because it goes back to Elliot Elliot Hulse. Elliot Hulse was the same thing. Elliot Hulse started out with a small little gym, little mm -hmm. hole in the wall. Mm -hmm. He had his ups and downs, but now he owns a strength camp, and he. Uh, he franchises it, so he's actually got a couple different locations now. And at this, and, and then, all while this is happening, he's doing the same thing, creating his brand and coaching people. Right. So you're using and him the as man, your template. 
Right, I, I really have because it, it, but it, it wasn't a, it's, it's, it was never a uh, intentional thing. It was, it just, it just sort of happened because I'm actually at the same age that he was at when he got his second chance, right? And so now he's forty. So right. He's forty years old, and he's made it to to the level where he's at, where he wants to be at. You know what I mean? And I'm in that same exact place. I'm in that place of the grind for the next 10 years are going to put me at that, at that level. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, man, it's, that's a, it's, what it's, it's about, really cool. Though. It's a, it's about the grind. That's the part that I love. I love the hustle, um, and putting in work. And when you put in the work and you get to see the rewards afterwards, like I just did this whole entire room just now, just so I can start doing this podcast and have an office space so I can then start launching my own brand. So, once you see the fruits of that labor start to happen, it's 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 great, man. And I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you're you're in this place where you can now, you know, do that. Totally, man. I appreciate it. It's no problem. It's no problem. It's uh, it's, and if there's one thing that I've that I can maybe share with you, with your motives, uh, with how I. It's hard, man, because getting up every day early, mm-hmm. putting in the work, putting in the nutrition, the grind of being an athlete is not an easy one. I mean, today was a recovery day, and recovery days, it's they're considered active rest days, and I woke up, and I already was like, you know what? I know I'm going to be talking with my boy Day Day. Maybe I should just chill today. Maybe I should just sit in, on the couch and just chill until he's ready to talk. But then I said, you know what? Nope. Because if I'm not working, somebody else out there is is, is out working. Out working you. I wake up every day at five. I, I listen. I don't know how many times I've been back in this room, uh, plotting and planning. I've I've written so many notes and getting things in order. You can't totally. you can't slack off. And the thing is, too. Here's another thing also to add to that, mm-hmm. because I was caught in that world where. I overworked and there is such a thing. A lot of people don't think that overtraining or overworking in any sense exists. And it does. But see, like today was a perfect example. My work that I put in today for my fitness was not at the same level that it has been the last three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday was a breakdown today. The intensity was dropped, but the movements were still there. The consistency and the motive is still there. Just because it's a rest day doesn't mean I'm going to sit and plop my butt on the couch all day. I still have to get moving. I still have to have my body always ready. So although the effort was only at 50 to 60% today, the the, the motion of, of doing what has to be done, the discipline, because like I said, it's part of my programming. Like It was programmed for me to do a 10-minute. I had to do – today was an, it was an hour. Uh, of straight endurance. So I had to do a 10-minute run, a 10-minute bike, a 10-minute row, then back to a 10-minute run, 10-minute bike, 10-minute row. So it was 10 minutes of 60% effort and just continuous motion. And going back to the hard work and dedicating yourself to what it is to your craft that you're doing, you also have to know how to, like the old saying goes, train smarter, not harder, right? Right. 
a lot of us are doing a lot of work. You're out there, you're working your ass off, but but there's no there's no motive, there's no direction, there's no right. you're just working to work and there and, and you have no it's better to maybe slow down the process a little bit and refocus what it is that you're trying to do and the motive you're trying to get to so that way your work is a bit smarter and not just you know barbaric and you're and you're kind of going right. off on a not getting you know? anything out of it exactly no. like a lot of people they sit there and they read a book but are you really grasping the the knowledge so if you're just going to read to read i mean right might as well just put the book away well thank you for that gem man uh we're going to wrap this up uh i always appreciate talking to you it's always fun and likewise man Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.